out of the miry clay. Amen. God bless you all this morning. Amen. And come expecting or Brother Murphy will speak to us. Amen. I just had this song going through my mind this morning. He brought us out of the miry clay. Amen. Set our feet on the rock to stay. We'll start with the first verse. My heart was distressed. My heart was distressed neath Jehovah's dread found. And low in the pit where my sin dragged me down. I cried to the Lord from the deep miry clay. Song today, a song of praise. How 
777, victory in Jesus, my Savior. I heard an old, old story how the Savior came from glory, how he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. I heard about his groaning of his precious blood atoning, and I repented of my sins and won the victory.
forward to that day. Amen. Let's go to prayer with that on our lips. I just got a testimony from our sister, Grace Beatty. She would like to thank everyone for praying for her niece. I was just talking to her last night, and the Lord completely healed her from smoking. Amen. Praise. Please pray for her husband, Stephen, in the situation. Amen. We give glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Brother Michael, could I have you open up the service? Amen. If you've got a need, just lift it before the Lord. Amen. He can see and answer that need. Amen. Amen. Let's go to him in prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, I was thinking, Lord, as we sang the song, Victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. Lord, how man through years of time have gone through many wars and battles and then there be many victory moments, Lord. And I think of the wars of past where there would be parades of, of banners and those singing and lining streets as they would be shouting, Lord, the wondrous praises of victory as soldiers would go through the streets. And Lord, the civilians that had been freed would be there shouting their praise and thanksgiving, Lord, for the liberty that they would have been given, Lord, by man as man would roll through with its instruments and devices but lord what a moment that will be lord even here this morning as we can shout the songs victory in jesus my savior forever lord because we have been raised up from miry clay and the mucks of sin and the devices of the devil and the enemy who had every one of us here in some shape or form in some dungeon and darkness of chains but lord there was a conqueror a mighty conqueror Lord, that you stripped the devil of the keys of death and hell Surely, Lord, the praises of your people could be lifted this morning if we could see you walking through this little sanctuary here and we could be shouting victory, victory, victory in Jesus, our Savior forever. Oh, he bought me. He sought me. Oh, God, we so thank you. Lord, I can only imagine the moment when we cross into glory as we would line the streets of that great city as our mighty conqueror would then be walking up through the streets. We would be on the lining the streets, singing out. Oh, Hosanna, Hosanna to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords who conquered every sin, every shame, every battle is our to our Lord God Almighty. Oh God, Lord, we long for that day. Lord, we yearn for that moment. But maybe this morning, that dimension of that of eternity would just press itself into this little sanctuary this morning. Lord, that we would become in contact with the dimension of the eternal. And Lord, somebody here would be impacted and walk out of these doors never the same. That they would find their place, Lord, in that great city in one day, Lord, not so long where they could be shouting, Victory! My Savior saved me on Calvary. So, Lord, we commit, Lord, this morning to you, Brother Murphy. Lord, what you've placed upon his heart. May, oh, God, it so reach the depths of our soul, transforming us, Lord, into what you have for us, what your, your purpose is for us today. Lord, and we thank you for the testimony of Sister Grace, Lord, this family member, Lord, that was delivered. Lord, we do not take that lightly. The grip of Satan was peeled back off a of life. Oh, God, there's nothing the devil can do. The, the heaviest, the darkest, the deepest regions, Lord, are never enough. Lord, they can never supersede your power. So we thank you, Lord, this morning. Continue to move and deliver, we pray. So we commit our needs to you, hands that are uplifted. Lord, maybe their faith surged there when they heard that testimony. Lord, to a moment where they also can receive a deliverance. 
So God, may you either be a testimony even from this morning because you're a living God today. We commit our service, our worship, our praise to you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. seats when we take up the offering. Our sister Precious has a special for us as she comes. Can we sing How Great Is Our God? The Splendor of the King. Oh, the splendor of the Sweet forever 
Let me sing Day Star Shine Upon Me. Let's just sing the chorus. Lead me, Lord, I'll follow.
Um, I just have a, uh, a song that the Lord gave to me uh, just while I was in prayer, and I just, um, just pray that it's a blessing to you.
one else will do No one else will take your place To feel the warmth of your embrace So help me find my way Bring me back to you For in your presence I will live Forever by your side I'll stay to dwell beneath the shadow of your wings And let my life be a pleasing one That I might be a man after your heart Your own heart Your own heart For your all You're all I ever needed You're all I want Help me know you are near That I might be a man after your heart Your own heart Thank you, Brother Ethan. This is Brother Murphy comes and brings the word. Can we sing the Revelation song? Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Holy, holy is He. Sing a new song. Him who sits on heaven's mercy seat, clothed in rainbow, oh, clothed in rainbows of living colors, flashes of lightning, rolls of thunder, blessing and honor, strength and
stand to sing that again. Holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Oh, great should I sing praise to the King of Kings. for called us to be the children of a God. Lord, we're not wondering nor to know who we are or where we're coming from or where we're going to. But Lord, we know exactly where we're coming from. We're coming from the mind of a God to drop down in this earth. But one day we're going to victoriously come back home, Lord, to meet our God face to face, which we have been looking for, which we have been believing for. Lord, in that day, we will say as you are, Lord. We thank you, Lord, to give us this confirmation. Thank you to send us a word in this hour so that we can put our face on to know exactly what we believe in and to see the result of it, to know the evidence that you give it to us so we don't have to be confused like all the others do. But, Lord, that we can walk on this as hers with the confidence and the sureness in our heart. Lord, we thank you. Lord, I committed a service into your hands. Ask you to bless us with your presence and speak to us. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm glad to be come to the house of God. You know, it's always very precious to, to meet to the saints, to sit each other's face, to listen to the word, to the worship our God. And uh, I was just thinking about a few years at the back and during the COVID, this has almost become a, a dream. And the Lord has brought us through, and we are stronger than ever. You know, the trials never make the believers weaker. It always makes the believers stronger. And sometimes we wonder, how are we going to come through this? But uh, every time, because we serve a mighty God, and we know what His Word has said about us. And we're so thankful for that. And uh, just before we open the Word, uh, the other day, um, Brother Michael and I, we visit... uh, uh, Sister uh, Cheryl uh, Goss in the hospital, and to uh, pray with her, and also visit um, um, uh, Sister uh, Krista Bondi, and to uh, pray with her as well. So if you can uh, just uh, continue to remember uh, Sister Cheryl in prayer, and Sister Bondi in it as well, and uh, there uh, uh, the Lord has uh, uh, mighty and moving. You know, sometimes we don't have to see a whole lot of it, but just one sign that we saw uh, I'm going to preach that about so just the size of the hands out of the cloud that it showed up, and we want to jump into it, and we want to believe for it, and believe for it with Sister Cheryl, and know that God, uh, she has uh, waked it up already, and uh, uh, we just uh, uh, pray for her uh, in, uh, for the next little while. And we want to see her to come out of the hospital, come out of the suffering, and the Lord is going to do that, because we know that by his tribe, that Sister Cheryl was healed. And then we went to um, uh, visit a sister, uh, Bondi, and uh, she was amazing. And, uh, you know, sometimes we just feel, uh, I don't know if you feel this, sometimes we feel we ask uh, 
Lord, uh, we ask her even too much because she's, uh, she's already over 90. And she's all, uh, over the, uh, the years that the Lord has ordained, but she's still fighting. And so the one we get there in the hospital and we ask um, out of her granddaughter, how is she doing because she was sleeping? And it's because she got a massive stroke. And the doctor actually said, That's, uh, this is the time for her to go. But you know what? The Lord uh, uh, just wouldn't let her to go. So uh, she after a massive stroke, and then she came out of it. And she not only just came out of it, even the doctor feels so amazed at how she came out of it. And the doctor couldn't believe uh, in his own eye that she came out of it and started talking. And she got a massive stroke, and she started, to, uh, started talking to us, uh, holding our hand. I think she got a very strong hold to Brother Michael's hand and wouldn't let him go. And uh, she was uh, so frustrated and wanted to talk, but she uh, just couldn't mumble the words. She, <sighs> I said, well, even that ad, it was uh, so good because we know that she came out and we just continue believe for our sister uh, Krista. And if uh, God can do that to the 93, I think 93 or some uh, years old, uh, the sister, God can do to you, Brother Milko. You're still young <laughs> compared to our sister Krista. And, uh, you know, you just take the, the, something that is in the believer, they're just fighting it. Now, we're, we're just not, not taking no for an answer. So we keep believing for our dear sister Krista. And uh, we're believing. If the Lord decided to take her home, nothing better than that. But if the Lord has a purpose for her to live on this earth, and we're going to keep holding her and keep fighting. And we believe that. Let's uh, turn to the scripture. Uh, turn to the um, book of Numbers. Thank you, musician. Thank you for the special. Sister Precious, Brother Ethan. That was marvelous. Let's turn to the uh, book of uh, Numbers. Chapter 21, Numbers chapter 21, let's read from verse 6. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses, and they said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord. And that against they prayed unto the Lord that he take away the serpent from us. And Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent and set it upon a pole. And it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looks upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of a brass and put it upon a pole. And it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpents of her breast, he lived. Amen. Let's uh, turn to um, another scripture, the Second King. Second King, chapter eighteen. Second King, chapter eighteen, verse forty-one. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and, do, and to drink, 
And Elijah went up to the top of a carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth, and put his face between his knees, and said to his servants, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked, and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass after the seventh time that he said, Behold, there arise a little cloud out of the sea, like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot, and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that a heaven was a black with a cloud and wind, and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel, and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he girded up his loin and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Let's just bow our head once more. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we've opened up the, this precious, precious word to us. Lord, it's the Holy Spirit in this hour has revealed this word to us. So, Lord, we don't have to be uh, probing it into it. Just say exactly what is you have used your servant to the prophet has said. If we just believe on that, Lord, it will happen to us. Whatever promise that you made is for us. Lord, we commit ourselves into your hand. Continue to remember our sister Cheryl and to the sister Krista as they are in the hospital. Lord, bring them out of the place, Lord, to glorify your name. Because we know your word is said to the truth. By your stripes that they were healed. Lord, we don't have to figure it out to some fancy word to speak it about it. Lord, your word, one word is good enough. Because heaven and earth will pass away. Your word will never pass it away. So Lord, we believe your word has said. And we declare it is done and it's finished the work. And Lord, you are the Lord Jehovah that heals all our diseases. There's nothing impossible for you. And there's nothing impossible for your bride. And we believe it, Lord. And to also remember, Brother Ed Bisco, Lord, our dear Pastor, Lord, it has been all these years you have been using him to bring the word around the world. Lord, and now she's, Lord, he's uh, getting old. But Lord, still there's a new man that is in there. It's a re- renewing day and by day. So Lord, I pray that you give him the strength, Lord. Him and his sister Ruth, Lord, that uh, just a... Uh, put a supernatural strength into them. Lord, as they may stream into the service after service, Lord, and may the words that they have heard, that they have, a, have the responsibility to bring it to myself and to the different one, and that the word has to change us and may the same word and change them, Lord, that our strength be restored. We thank you, Lord, and all the different need. Lord, we just pray that you meet every need, Lord. Speak to us. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. And also remember Brother Tom and Sister Joanne, they're going on the way for a few days. Uh, just uh, uh, need a, uh, the little rest of the really badly. And he has been, uh, uh, you know how Brother Tom is. He just works without irony, tiring. He just go and go and go. But you know, your body can only uh, take so far, then you, uh, you just have to take a little rest. And so uh, we just pray for Brother Tom and Sister Joanne as well, and to the different need. And this morning, I would like to speak uh, 
Uh, I just want to give it a title look and uh, keep on looking. Uh, I know this is, might not be a very, uh, uh, you know, I asked Brother Anthony, I said, how the English words you say? Look, comma, keep looking, or look and keep on looking. But it doesn't matter. I think the thoughts is the same. You just keep looking. And when you look at a certain things, not just um, looking at it one time. If you haven't uh, seen the things that's happened, just keep on looking. Uh, there's a no need to change your focus. Keep on looking what God has said to us. You know, when we're talking about to look, and uh, Brother Bram said in one of the services, it is when we come to the end of this world, and we need to look to Jesus. And uh, when we come to the, in this uh, time, if we said that the uh, time of the coming of the Lord is as near as uh, I think there is a no uh, nearer than what we are. Uh, that's so near to the coming of the Lord. And the, and the world has is coming to an end. When the world is, is coming to an end, and the prophet said, especially we need to look at Jesus. Because no matter you look at left or you look at right, there's the same as nothing that you can look at into. And everything is all coming to an end. The world system is coming to an end. And the family life is coming to an end. The politics is coming to an end. Everything, no matter how you look, it is all coming to an end. But when everything starts to coming to an end, that's the time we need to look specially, especially look to Jesus. Because God will make sure that no matter what you look, you will find out everything else become just dissipated, just become a fading away like a vapor. But the one thing that you look at it before, if you keep on looking that without seeking any other remedy or method, you will find out that the thing that you have been focused on and keep focuses on, that will bring you the right result. And, so, and especially in this hour when you start to look in and the different things, you'll find out there is nothing that you can look to. Because everything that the people were thinking that will uh, give their confidence, give their comfort, and it's, uh, it loses its power. No matter how you try to uh, seeking and try to grab something, but if you're not looking at the word in this hour, you'll find out it was just like a, a fog that is going away, going away very soon. And when we're coming to an end, that is becoming to us, to put our eyes on what is the message has taught us, not to what our understanding. And so that when God, uh, you know, asks you to look at something, He must already make sure what you look at is has been vindicated, because God wouldn't ask you to look without giving something that is for sure. And you have to understand that when God said look, God will never change. And that he would uh, ask you to look at certain things. And that he's not going to say, okay, well, you, you just, uh, that, that maybe needs a little bit of improvement. And now you look at this. No, when God said certain things, he said certain things before you, he wants you to keep looking at it. And because of what God, uh, because of what God has put it before you, God cannot change. So when God gives you certain things, that from the, the beginning to the end, God will always keep true to what He has promised. If He has said by His stripe that you were healed, there's no other thing can heal you but that by His stripe that He will heal you. You said, I didn't get a result yet. Then that's not the time to change your focus, 
But it's just keep on looking at the same thing. You know, keep looking. It doesn't really need to say to you, I must open up my eyes or heart to look at it. Whatever you have a look at, you just keep on looking at it. You know, we said, look hard. I always wonder the word, look hard. How can you look hard? Right? Yeah, there's, there's no way for you to look hard. Look this way, look that way, look this. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Sometimes the English word to me, it really doesn't make sense. You know, look hard. Well, I don't, I, if I can't see it, I just can't see it. No matter how you look hard, there's no hard looking. You know, you just keep on looking. That's the word should be. It's not look hard. So when we talk about the face, it's not, you know, I have to get her up. You just keep on looking. God says so. Yeah, that's true. I didn't get a result. It's not my face got a problem. I just keep looking at it. Right? If the God said, by this stripe I'm healed, I'm just keeping believing it. Right? It's not how hard I try to gird up myself, try to get in my strength. I need a super face. I need a super face. You just need whatever that face the Lord has dealt with you and just keep on looking the same word of God. The problem is not that the word of God got a problem. It's not that the face, uh, you, you, got a, you got a problem with your face. It's not that. It's you need to keep on looking. What he has already said. Whatever he said, you keep on looking. As time goes on, whatever he said, whatever you keep on looking, it will come to pass. So if God wants you to look at certain things, and he only puts the right object before you so that you can look at it. God will never put a false things before you. And he proved that his word time after time after time. And he proved it is his word by signs and wonders. And he proved it is his word by other people has to look under the same word and got to get to the result. So when you look at the same thing, you will get to the same result. If God had promised there's a healing to the other person, if on the same base you look at it just as they look at it, and you will get it. And then on the same result, if God has saved other mama mother's children and on the same base you keep looking at it and you will save your children if you have another problem and trials in your life if god has a proof to you by other people how they get through that but keep on looking uh, keep on believing the word of god and you will get to the same result it just keep on looking the same thing god has a promise to you but why looking this so hard the reason they're looking so hard is because there are so many other things that are trying to attract your, your vision, your sights. To look at one thing without a disturbance, without interference, is very easy. But when there's other voices start to come in, other things start to uh, on you, that's become hard to focus yourself on a certain thing. And you probably saw the, uh, some of the, you know, the, the Marines, they train their uh, soldiers. I've never been to Marine, but I, I saw some of the, uh, the clips that he saw the, uh, when the, uh, in the boot camp that the newcomer came, uh, the new, uh, new uh, uh, anyway, uh, they, they came, and then the, the trainer and started training them. The training was very interesting. They're not training them to do the shooting or things. They're shouting at them. They're just shouting and screaming at them, and they're sitting, uh, and they're, 
uh, uh, they're, they're just uh, they're either uh, they're aiming something or, or they were, uh, they were, they were uh, just uh, do a certain things. And uh, they, they try to distract uh, uh, the soldier. See if he can stand uh, on what he's uh, trying to do. And keep his attention. And just keep shouting and keep screaming. And that person has to be standing there just looking straight. And he was making a phone call or whatever. They just keep screaming and keep disturbing. You find out this world that has a lot of voices. There's many distractions. That's what the devil tried to do. And what is the purpose out of it? It tried to make you focus become such a hard thing. Because there are so many voices that are from the job, from the, your family, things you have to take care of, your marriage life, and, and your schooling, and uh, uh, the, uh, all this voices that of a certain so-and-so, and that voice of so-and-so. And all kinds of these things. Just make it yourself to keep looking what God has said become a, such a hard thing. So God has to provide a way for us to keep looking at it, to keep a focus on what is the word of God has said. So God never tried to give us some new thing. He always, with that still small voice, says, keep looking what I already told you. Keep looking, keep watching what has already said that about you. Keep watching what is the promise. I haven't made it to you. Keep looking at what's the promise of the, the, of the new heaven and new earth. I have a promise to you. Keep looking at what is the word has said about it. It's not that the words of the man has said, but what had I have said about it? That's why we come in on a Wednesday. We come out on a Sunday. We're listening to the, the preaching of the word. We're going home. We're listening to the, the message. We're reading the, the message book time after time after time. What God tried to do, try to reach Try to redirect us back to what I have said. Put your eyes on what I have promised to you. Not listening to what is the other word. Have, not listening to what is the other man has said about you. You said, well, how can I get it? It's right in you. It doesn't take it or something that you have to get up the strength, the power, the strength, the focus, the right, to look at the right thing is already rebuilt right in you in the beginning. And time after time, you find out that when people start to, um, they look at the one, uh, one certain thing, and just will look at the, look at the one thing that so they're day in and day out, they become uh, tired of it. They become uh, get used to it. And then when they look at the, the certain things, if it doesn't come to the result, it's the, it's the instinct of the people or nature of the people, they try to find some, some other way. Oh, this way it doesn't work out. Oh, I'm just to try another angle. But God doing things differently. If it doesn't work, keep on looking at the same thing. Keep on believing that the same word. And you find that when Israel, when they are, first they followed Moses. And they followed them and Moses giving them the sign and the wonders and taking them out of Egypt. But then they lost their attentiveness of listening just for the prophet said. And then after the little while, instead of listening to the prophet, they started listening to other voices. Their voices, their focus started changing to Dathan and the Korah, what they have said about. So their attention uh, span become shortened. They listen to this person, listen to that person. And you send that in the New Testament. And the, the Paul said to the 
people in Galatia. And he talked to them and he said, you started with the grace of God. You call you were saved by the grace of God. But then he said, wow, I was so surprised why you lift, uh, left what the word of God has said so, uh, so easily. And started to focus on, oh, you know, I got to do something. I got I to have a circumcision. I got to uh, do this and then do that. They forgot you should keep on looking what you always should have looked. And the Elijah, he told his servants, when he, uh, when he was ahead of the Mount Carmel showdown, and when he told his servants, he said, uh, you know, I have heard that the, the sound of the abundance of the rain. And then he never saw a one sign of it, but he asked his servant, he said, go up to the mountain. Seven times, go to the watch it. Before things happen, He's already looking forward to things to happen. He's looking at the right thing. He looked at it was the word of God has a promise. Because the word of God has a promise. Said that the judgment is about to end. The ring going to come. No matter you saw the sign or you don't, saw the, or you don't see the sign. But the word of God has said so. So he wanted the servant to go up to look. And time after time. And not one time. Not two times. But seven times. He asked his servant to look at it. And even he only saw that after the seventh time, when the servants saw it, he said, Behold, there arises a little cloud out of the sea, like a man's at hand, as little as it can be. But Elijah has already heard that abundance, the sound of the rain. If you keep on looking at the things, no matter how small that is, with sign or no sign, if you keep looking at the right thing, you will hear that the sound of that abundance is a rain. But you must jump into it. No matter you saw it or you don't see it, if God has a promise, and that's the word of a God, the word of a God, it will come to pass. If he ever said to the believer unto Jesus Christ, you and your house shall be saved, that's the word of a God. No matter how small that sign is, but that word will come to pass. You just keep on looking at it. One time you said, I didn't see it happen. Look at it a second time. Don't have to change your focus. Don't have to change the other things. Just keep on looking what is the word of God said. And that word will bring us to come to pass. And in the Bible that we just read. In the book of Numbers. And the Moses had made a serpent of her breast. And I put it out upon the pole. And uh, then whoever that was bitten by the serpent, when it beheld to the serpent of her breast, and he will live. The other day, uh, we went to uh, Brother George's uh, it was a place. And uh, we have a marvelous fellowship. It's all together. And uh, while we're all fellowshipping, uh, Brother George says something It was uh, really struck me. And actually, I think I preached it on that a little bit to the, uh, a few weeks before that. But what he said, it just so struck me. And uh, uh, then I started to go back to uh, start to look at that scripture again. And uh, I would like to share some of it with you. You know, in that to the Bible verse, and uh, first, it was that uh, God sent the fiery serpents and into the congregation to bit the other people. Because they disbelieve God's word. They complain. They murmur. They do. 
You know, whenever you start a murmuring about God, whenever you start a murmur complaining about the word of God, as I said, and that's what your troubles start to have. And then when the uh, serpent was bitten, the, the people, but God always provide a sacrifice for you. And the, the, the brother, uh, the one of the brother, brother Victor, actually asked a question. He said, how do you keep the, the negative thoughts uh, away from you? Because it, it seems like there's always have some negative thoughts that's coming on, on our mind. And, uh, but no matter you like it or not, you can't keep the thoughts coming. You say amen? amen? It's not so that you try to generate the thoughts. The thought, you can just stop to the bird just to fly it over you. The thoughts, it would just keep coming. And something that was the wrong thought, it's not you try to think of the wrong thought. No, it was just the thought just keep coming on you. And it, it's, it was just uh, your mind is like in a battlefield. Just constantly has the thoughts to just throw in, to throw in. I'm just thinking about what a, what a fierce battle of a people that are going through their mind. Let's not talk about it yesterday. Talk about it right now. Talk about it right now, the battle that's going through your mind. Some of them are probably going through the, the battles just right at this moment to think about the things that you have done. So probably right at the moment, instead of listening to the, the preaching of the word, you're thinking about the other some thoughts. What am I going to do this afternoon? And you're missing the, the most important thing. And some that right at the moment, it's the word to try to give you the confidence to look at the word, but the different thoughts start to going through you. And you start all the thoughts. I was just thinking about it's like a no man's land. One of wars are fighting, and there's an enemy, and there's a uh, uh, the enemy, and then that was a, how to say this your your friend. Or you're from your side, from your enemy's side. Both start from God's side, from the devil's side. Both shooting the cannonballs right on this mine. And they were fighting. They were, oh, they were wrestling. And the devil is shooting the cannonballs is on you. The wrong thoughts is coming. I exploded. But you know, God was shooting the cannonball too. God shooting the right thoughts and then into you and exploded it too. You have to receive it. You have to believe it. And it become a hard. It become a difficult. And it was the two force that was uh, testing their power. God put the force in there testing his power. And the devil put force in there. This is the mind that is called the no man's land. And after the battles is over, what left? Crater. After all the cannonballs to shoot. There's only a little crater left. Pet after pet. One crater here and one crater there. It was a full of scar. It was a full of a battle traced that's in there. Because this is no man's land. But you know, God has said, you make the choice. You choose. The choicing part is on you. You choose which thoughts you're going to receive. And sometimes the negative thoughts is coming on you. And as I said to the brother, you cannot say, I wouldn't let that thought is coming in you. That thought just come. But you have a right, you have a power to reject it. 
You can't stop it coming, but you can stop to receiving it. When the devil put a negative assault on it in you, it's on your choice. You have a power to make decisions that I'm not going to receive that. If the devil tried to put a negative assault on it on you, said, I'm not going to the, I, I, I don't think I'm going to be healed. You have to the right to reject that assault. You said, I don't think that from the symptom that I have, from the, the out and down the situ- situation that I have, I don't think I can receive God said, believe unto Christ and you and your house shall be saved. It's too hard. You can reject this assault. No matter what's happened to you, how wayward your loved one it is, no matter how impossible the situation seems like, you can't stop that a situation happen to you. But you can reject that situation. You keep rejecting, the devil keep pushing to you, but you keep rejecting it. When you keep rejecting it, keep pushing it to you, you said, I don't believe that. I believe it was the word of God has said. I believe in what is the promise the Lord has said to me. My husband is saved. My wife is saved. My children are saved. The heavenly home is belongs to me. The world has done the damage to my children, but God, you will restore them. You can reject that wrong thought. But keep pushing back. Consume a lot of your strength. Keep rejecting the wrong thought. Make you tired. You keep pushing it out. Keep rejecting it. And the devils keep buffeting it. The devils keep buffeting it. And he keep putting put that on you. He put that a different thoughts and a negative thoughts on it. Put that lust on you. He put that in the wrong, wrong idea. He put that on the, the bitterness on you. He put on a complaint. He put on a murmur. You're rejecting that thought. You're rejecting that thought. They become a wearisome. You become tired. Anytime when you're rejecting certain things, they take a lot of strength out of you. Just like the cannonball shooting. Cannonball shooting. You'll find out that a crater just everywhere. You become tired. The devils keep on buffeting you. The devils keep on beating at you. And when you resist the devil, and long enough, you'll find out sometime you fall. Sometime you stumble. Sometimes the battle becomes hard. You become really weary. You become tired. Your hands start shaking. Your face starts to wobbling. But you keep on fighting. Yes, you keep on fighting. Then I said to the brother, but you know what? When you keep on fighting till you become tired, God provided a sacrifice. And he provided us a brazen serpent and he lifted it up. And he tells other people, you just look to it. It's not that you try to get out of strength, you just keep on looking at it. How much strength you need to keep looking at it? Your hands might be weary, your face might be getting down. It's like a boxer, you keep on, they keep buffeting at you. But for to get your strength, is that you keep looking at it. You keep looking at what the promise of God has made it for you. God provide a sacrifice. 
Sacrifice is not for you to try to embrace. Sacrifice is not try you try to you climbing up to it, try to get it. He said you just keep looking at it. Even when you're down, you can still looking at it. Even when you're tired, you can still looking at it. No matter how tired you are, you still look at it. The promise of God has said, Brother Nathaniel, the promise of God has given it to me. I don't care how tiring I am, but I'm keep looking at it. And you're thinking about even Moses has to tell them, Brother Roy. If Moses has told the, the Israelites, if you were bitten, he said, you have to climb to the pole and touch that uh, brazen serpent. People probably will do that. They will fight for it. Because it's much easier. That's the human being. It's the nature. They want to have something to do with it. So if Moses has to tell them, you just... You just run to it. The first one who touched the pole and climbing up and touched the, the brazen serpent, that one will be healed. People will fight for it. Just like in the port of Bethesda, the, the, the angel only come once uh, in a certain season. When he come and the first one jump in, they left. Everybody swarm into it. Everybody fighting for it. But God just ascended to Jesus Christ and go there. To tell the other person, do you want to be well? You know, that's a hard, actually. To most of the people, according to the humans and nature, they want to put something into it. But God said, you have nothing to do in this. I have put a pole. And I have put that breast serpent on top of it so that you wouldn't climb up on it. But everyone, if you keep your eye on it, if you look at it, you said, my bit hasn't got healed. You keep on looking at it. If you keep on looking at it, by your looking, your bitten will be healed. Yeah. By your looking at it, the right thing. And what the God has through that the prophet has made a promise. And not to anyone that touch it, but anyone that look at it. You don't have to fight for it. You don't have to say, I have to do certain things to get involved in this. You just keep looking at it. You just keep looking at it. That is the least one, the weakest person that cannot even crawl, cannot even run, cannot even walk. But just no matter how far that it was from that pole, but by looking at it, it doesn't have to see the exactly detail in that a person. He just saw there's a pole, there's a prison serpent. That means the sin has been judged. The sickness has been judged. The death has been paid. As long as looking at that by obedience to the word, that my sickness can be healed. My loved one can be saved. The depression can go. The things that you've been fighting on for years can be done just by that one look. And people, when they saw, if one person by looking at it, it got healed, and the other person can get a strength too. If he by looking at that can get healed, I by looking at it can get healed too. It's not look at how bitten that you were bit. 
is not look at how damaged his life has cost you. No matter how damaged, no matter how many craters that it is a battlefield, but by looking at the right thing, the prophet's word from the Lord commanded in him, make a pull, make a word. Let his word be lifted it up. Let it's the promise of a God to be lifted it up. Don't have nothing you can do. Don't get involved with it. Don't put your hands on it. Don't try to touch it. Don't try to do certain things. It's not just how much super face you can get there. It's not just a super something that's surging over your body. But look at it. God has said. He said, I didn't see the result. Look at it again. I didn't. I, did, I tried it seven times. Go look at it again. Oh, maybe I just feel a little tinkling. If you have even felt a little tinkling in you, the prophet said that you have the size of the man's hand of that cloud. And then you should hear the abundance sound of rain. But you know, as time goes on, that lift out of a pole with the brazen serpent, the meaning has changed. After about a thousands of years, when it comes to the Hezekiah's time, people started to burn incense on it. Why? Because people want to have something to do with it. The longer you go, you will find out the distraction is, oh, I need to do something. You need to do something. You need to do one thing. Keep on looking. Keep on looking. And then it started burning incense. They said, wouldn't that show my sincerity? Wouldn't that show, that will show that how zealous I'm to that? I burn incense. I worship it. Wouldn't that will do much more than just by looking at it? Actually, it come to a point and that Hezekiah called this not breast of serpent. He, he called this Nehushtashem. He just, he called this a piece of a breast. In another word, it lost its life. It lost its power. By people burning incense to it. By people trying to have something to do with it. And then it just become a piece of a breast. And he said, shatter it, crush it to pieces. Because there's no use anymore. When you have something that you can put it into it, then the life is out. No matter how sincere you are, the only sincerity you need, keep looking at it. Keep believing what God's word has promised to you. You will find out time after time, as time goes on, our testimony starts to change. We'll say, one day, I was sitting over there, and I hear the word. I was really stirred. Then I run to the altar. I'm pounding at the altar. I cried. My tears were coming out. I wouldn't get up. I was desperate. And then the Lord gave me the Holy Ghost. No. 
you find out that the testimony, we start to emphasize the things that we shouldn't emphasize, but dismiss the things that we should be putting most emphasis on. The emphasis is not I run to the altar. It's not I pounding at an altar. It's not I become a desperate and my tears to come out. My tear cannot swap, exchange the salvation of God. My pounding at the altar cannot exchange the whole, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's my look. Our testimony shouldn't be changed. I'm pounding, I do this, I'm desperate. But you forgot I look. You forgot that the promise of God, Lord, I believe. It's the one I believe. It's not how much you run. It's not how much you crawl. It's not how much you're bleeding with your finger. But it's the Lord, I look, I believe that they got it. That's our testimony. You emphasized on the wrong thing. It's not how much I come to the church. Though I cry, though my tears are down, though I pound the at altar, but if I didn't raise up my head and look, then I pay my debts, and all my tears will be in vain. All my pounding will be in vain. All my fast will be in vain. But when I look, that's where I got it. When I believe, that's where you got it. That's what we emphasize on. That's our testimony. No matter how you crawl, no matter how you're bleeding, but you must have lifted up your head and said, I believe. I believe for myself. I look. I look at God's word. I believe for my family. I believe for my loved ones. I believe for my wayward children. I didn't see the result, but I believe. It's not that the faster did it. It's not that I pounded an order. It's not that the sleep was the night I did it. But I lift up my head. I keep on looking. I keep on looking. That's the word. That's the promise. I'm weary. No, I'm weary. But I'm going to keep on looking. Blind about Emmaus, the brother Brandon said, just like the breast serpent. The serpent didn't have no virtue in it. It was a piece of a breast. They brought it up out of Egypt. Neither did the Poe have any virtue in it. Not a bit. But it was obeying what God has said to you. What brought the power. What brought the virtue is obedience to the word of God. Look. Keep on believing. Amen. Keep on believing what is the word of God has said. It's simple, yeah, but it's very hard. As the time goes by, you will find out as people start burning incense. People start to do, you have to be prostrate at a certain level. You have to do the certain things. It will never change. When God said certain things before you, he require you to do it exactly he wants you to do. And not changing one bit, but keep on believing. Keep on looking at it. You'll be weary when you're rejecting that. You resisted the devil. He's like a roaring lion. You resist it, he will flee, but he will come back. You resist him, he flee, he will come back. 
He will always come back. But when you become a weary, God said, I provide a pole with the breast of serpent on it and with a sacrifice atonement that made for you. All you need to do, look and live. When a serpent bite the people, they can run, they can dodge, but sooner or later, they will be bitten by the, the fiery serpent. You cannot run fast enough until the next hit, the devil will try to buff it on you. You can walk out of this door. You walk in this door with the confidence and with the blessing of a God to be upon you. The strength of a God ministered to you. But as soon as you walk out of this door, you'll find out the devil is there and is waiting for you. Sounds like the bad news. When Brother Michael was said, he said, this year, going to be more trials, more difficult. I said, no, Lord, please. Isn't that, isn't that enough already? But you know what? God provide a sacrifice for it. Is that how much strength that we try to gird, gird up to do? You just by looking to his promise. God gave us the word. He gave us the word and he proved it so that you don't have to prove it again. He gave us the word, he vindicated, and you don't have to vindicate it again. And then he required you just simply to look at the proven word. It worked on the many people, it will work on you too. You just keep on believing. So when the person was bitten by the serpent, they cannot stop it, no matter how they try to run. And it will eventually, it will bit them. And they will have to come to the, the, brazen serp, uh, the, the breast serpent. But you know what? Devil can bite you. And you almost couldn't stop him to bite you. You almost couldn't stop that the trial come on your way. You almost can't stop that you will be damaged, you will be hurt by what is the devil trying to do on you. But Milko cannot foresee the stroke coming. The serpent bite him. And when you got sick, you cannot stop it. The serpent bites you. When you have the different things along you, the serpent bites you. But one thing, when the devil done that, that's as far as his power can go. He cannot control the end result. He can bite you, but he couldn't control what is the bite can do to you. Is under your control, actually. Brother Abraham said, how? Am I, am I okay? How that going to the river? He's talking about Moses. They did take the little ones and throw them in the river. And then notice, that's the end of Satan's domain. Satan has a domain. They can throw every baby into the river. Satan has the domain that he can throw Moses into the river. But that's as far as he can go. After he was thrown into the river, that's and his auspice. Authority. He said that he take the little one, throw him in the river. And then notice that's the end of Satan's domain. His domain can only come that far to the river. 
And then his power is cut off. God knows exactly what a boundary should be. When the trial comes on you, you cannot stop it. It will come. It will bite you. You will become a warrior. You will fight it. But that's as far as the devil can do. The sickness is upon you. That's as far as Satan can do. The stroke can come on you. That's as far as he can do. The cancer can come upon you. That's as far as he can go. That's end of his domain. He said, it is that Satan has the power of death. But thanks be to the living God who has the power of a resurrection beyond the shadow of death. What a marvelous thing that is. Satan can throw you into sickness. But that's as far as he can go. That's as far as his domain he can go. But the choice is on you. By looking to the promise of a God, you end it in the domain of a Satan. Satan can put you into sickness. But you have a choice that either you're going to stay in the sickness or you can come out of it. Satan can even put you into death. But who has it other power? Jesus has the power. Without his permission, he cannot even put you to death. But even when you're in death, God has a promise that is that I will resurrect you. I will let you live up on it again. I will raise you up from the grave. Why? Because Jesus has the key of death and hell. Satan can let everyone, if without the rapture, can go into death. But he doesn't possess the key of death. The key is in the hand of Jesus Christ. Spiritually, the key, he said, I have the key of death and the hell. So the spiritually speaking, when you die, he doesn't have the, devil doesn't have the key to put you to hell. Because the key has been taken up by Jesus Christ. So it's not his choice. It's not his decision. He said, I was thrown into hell. No. That choice is on Jesus' hand. And not only on his hand, it's on your hand too. By believing to what Jesus has said, that will stop you going into hell. You said, what about unbeliever? Choice is on you too. If you choose to reject him, devil still cannot pull you to hell. But when you reject him, you choose your own way to hell. That's why nobody said uh, the devil to be, told me in there, you fight your way to hell because it's on your own choice. But by receiving Jesus, because Jesus has the key, by receiving this as a promise, the spiritual death have no power unto you. By believing him, by believing the lifted up breast of the serpent, the sin has been judged. The sickness of the death has been paid so that Satan has no power to throw you into hell. Satan can throw the three Hebrew children into the furnace, fiery furnace. 
But that's as far as he can go. Satan can throw you into a fiery furnace of trial, but that's as far as he can go. He cannot control the end result. God has the control of the end result. And by you believing him, as the Hebrew children have said, even, even now, and we believe our God can save us from this fiery trials. But if uh, not saving us, we're not going to bow before you and your idol. They have the choice. They have the control of what is the end result going to be. And you have the control of the end result, the trials that you are in. By believing the word, by looking to the fiery serpent, the prison serpent, you control the end result. Just like the three Hebrew children, when they have to believe the word of God, they have the choice to control the result of that. The result is the fourth man in the fire. God will fan away the flame, the heat of the flame, and to save them out of that. The choice is on you. Sometimes we feel we're in the most helpless and uh, most uh, weakest condition or critical condition that we're in. But little we know that God has put a remedy or a rescue right beside you. I was thinking about the, the thief that was uh, nailed down at a cross. In the beginning... When he was looking, he saw the same weakness of the Jesus that was nailed on the cross, just like he is. Him and the other thief, they ridiculed him. They ridiculed Jesus. I said, if you can't save them, if, why don't you just save us? If you're the Messiah or whatever that he ever said. And that's the look that they have when they look at the Jesus. It seems like there is a weakness in the word. It seems there is a nothing that uh, it cannot, uh, when the word of Christ was a nail on the cross, it seems like he cannot even move a finger on his own situation. Sometimes we feel that the same way. You feel like you're in the difficulty in the situation that you're in. Seems like the word cannot even move a finger on behalf of you. It almost feels like just a dead song, dead word in there. It seems like nothing can happen. But you know, that Steve, he was a nail under the cross. He cannot save himself. He cannot pull himself out of that. It seems like neither the word, that anointed the word, cannot pull himself out of that either. But by one more look. Somehow he looked at it again. And in the scripture, when he looked at it again, he saw something different. Brother, time come is to behoove to us. Just look again. It seems like it was nailed on the cross. That Christ, that Savior, that anointed one was nailed on the cross. Seems powerless. Seems helpless. But it doesn't change. It's God never changed his message. He only changed your looking. It's that you said, but this situation is not changed. God will only say to you, look at it again. Look at it again. And when he looked at it again, he saw something different. He said, Lord, he said, when you come into your kingdom, remember me. But he looked at it again. That is the salvation was nailed right beside him. The rescue was nailed right beside him. 
the deliverance was a nail right beside him. The situation that you were in, you may be nailed solid on that. You may be nailed a year after year on that. You said, what am I going to do? Nothing. Just look at again. When you keep on looking, one time, one look, when you look, he saw something different. One look, you will see something different. You will say that you were pulled out from the hell. You were pulled out from the situation. And Jesus said, today, you will be in paradise with me. All those people waited thousands of a year for that moment. But him, without a few hours, he was again out of the paradise. It's the shortest one that is in his trial. It's the shortest time that is in our trial. Just by one look. If you look again, you will be the shortest trial that you ever experienced. Just keep on looking. Just look at another. Just look at just one look. He said, I look at time after time. Just one more look. And Elijah told him, I look seven times. Go up to the mountain. He ran up there. And then coming down, he said, they didn't see nothing. And then the prophet, Brother Bram, said, he said, the servant said to Elijah, he said, he said, Master, I just go through. Went up there. He said, go up again. You didn't look at the right thing. You just look at what the word of God said. He ran up again. He coming down, nothing happened. He ran up again. He ran up again. He ran up again. But at the seventh time, he saw the little sign that is coming off. You might not see anything moving. Ella, I'm thinking about you when I was prepared to service. You might not see one sign as a moving, but actually you should see sign as moving. It might be the size just as a little hand. But even that, even that a little move that you move your finger, you move your leg, but that's a sign of the size of a man's immense uh, uh, hand. But when Elijah saw that, he said, I heard of the sounds of abundant run. You look to it. Just one more look. And he saw that actually the rescue was nailed right beside him. And he saw the remedy was nailed right beside him. And he saw the answer was nailed right beside him. The situation, the sight hasn't been changed, but his looking has changed. To look what? We said we look to Jesus. Look to Jesus what? Brother Bram said about one, the true believer, come out there and look upon that serpent with the spiritual reveal the truth. That serpent itself, a being that was in the form of a serpent, it represents sin already judged. Not forgiven, judged. They see sin, their unbelief, already under judgment. From the serpent, from the garden of Eden. Sin was judged. Is sickness judged too? Sickness 
was judged too. It's not just that you will be healed, but sickness was judged. Trial, judged. Bitterness, judged. Misunderstanding, judged. Lust, judged. Not just forgiven, but judged. When you look to Jesus, it's not just all you say me, but judged. Everything that he bear has been judged. Condemned. When it was judged, that means they deprived of his freedom to move. When he judged, that means he was handcuffed. When he judged, that means he was deprived from his power. When he was judged, that means he was locked down. When he was judged, that means he has no ability to do you any damage. He looks like a serpent, but it's a dead serpent. He looks like a sin, but it's a dead sin. He looks like a sickness, but sickness was judged. He looked like a lust, but lust was judged. He looked like a worldly, but worldly is judged. He looked like a lukewarmness, but lukewarmness was judged. When it's judged, it lost its freedom to move. He cannot move as free as he want. He was condemned. He was handcuffed. Devil cannot do any harm on you. His only bluff. The sickness and the lust and everything. The depression. He has no power over you. Have you saw that? When you look. Or you just ask. Oh have mercy on me. It's not just have mercy on me. It's that sin has been judged. All the things that you cannot overcome. He said, it's all been judged. He said, I haven't saw that. Look at it again. Is that how you try to go up there, crawling up there? I do the penance. I need to sweat myself. Look at it again. When you look at it again, you saw your sin has been judged. You saw your doubt has been judged. You saw your unbelief has been judged. It lost its power to do whatever he wants to do. And Naomi, when, he looked, when she looked, she came out of on foreign land. He said, don't call me Naomi anymore, but call me Mara. Call me bitterness because of the Lord has dealt me bitterly. I've done so much wrong. I made a wrong choice. My husband made a wrong decision. I have followed him. And he died. And all my sons are dead. What a punishment do they have? No wonder he called himself Amara instead of a sweet. There was no sweet worship anymore. It seems that everything's just dead. It seems that everything's just bitter. That what he went through, which he went through. But you know, God provided Kingsman Redeemer there. Not only the Kingsman Redeemer for Ruth, but the Kingsman Redeemer for Naomi too. No matter how, how bitterness, how self-inflicted pain that you have done to you, no matter how self-inflicted the trials that you put yourself into, 
but God has a promise. He provide a atonement. He provide a kingsman redeemer. And he said to Naomi, take another look. And one look, he saw there's a remedy there. He saw there's a restoration there. He saw there's a something can reach the dead of the rest of, give him a resurrection. And God has shifted her eye to that kingsman redeemer. God doesn't take you out of your trial, but in the midst of a trial, God will shift your eyes to the kingsman redeemer. And the only says, sit still, my daughter, until you know how the matter will fall, for the man will not be rest until he have finished the thing this day. The focus of from is bitterly the Lord has dealt to the wisdom and punishing him. Shift it to the kinsman redeemer. There's a hope there. And now is not Boaz our king dread. And with whose maiden that was, behold, he windows the barley tonight in the threshing floor. Wash thyself, therefore, and anoint thee, and put them thy raiment upon thee, and get thee down to the floor. But make now thyself known unto the man, until he shall done eating and drinking. And he shall be when he lieth down, that thou shalt mark the place where he shall lie. Her full focus is on that kingsman redeemer. Everything was hinged on that kingsman redeemer from that time on. And God wants to shift your eyes. You said, I went through this. I know I've done wrong. I've so regretted. There are so many things I should do, I didn't do. There are things that I shouldn't do, and I've done that. And it caused a great havoc that in my life, in my family, in whatever that I got associated with. But God, shift to your eyes. There's a kingsman redeemer. Mark down where he lied. Mark down the cross that he was laid. Mark it where he was there. That's where you're going to go. That's the place when you look changed. Your bitterness and it becomes a sweetness. When you look at the right object, God will get you into the perfect plan of God. But you have to look right. If you just look at it, keep on looking at your own failure. If you just keep on looking at the things that you've done, wallowed in your regret or wallowed in your sorrow, it will never do you any good. But when you look at it again, as weak as you are, as tiresome as you are, but if you keep looking at it, you'll find out that the brazen serpent that was lifted up in the wilderness is still lifted up, that in this day, but his word is a promise that you can come out of it. Let me try to finish over here. Brother Bama said in the look, he said, Gehazi stood and the looks, and looking and looking, he didn't see nothing. He come back down, he said, I didn't see nothing. And the prophet said, go back again, amen. Go back and stay till it happens. He said, how long should I look? Look until it has happened. He said, I've been looking and I've been looking. Just keep on looking. What do I need to change? Nothing. 
Nothing. Just keep on looking at it. You said, I'm tired. Keep on looking. How hard to look? Don't look hard. Just look as you always look. You're a believer. You're not something just come from one night. You're not just, you've been a believer for years. You just get tired. But at least, but no matter how tired you are, you said, I cannot even open up my eye. Sometimes we are tired like that. He said, Lord, I cannot even open up my eye. But you know what? Still keep on looking. You said that my face has dropped to the minimum level. But the least of this is the body. The soul of the feet, that's the least of this body. And still over to Satan. Still treading on top of him. All you need to do is just keep on looking. And Brother Remember said, go back again now. What was he doing? He was looking for God to take care of his promise. No matter how pressy she looked, how much judgment is upon her. And he said, remember said in the same message, look, he said, what are you looking at this morning? What are you looking at? Did you stop in this hideous, hectic day that we're living in? What are you looking for? God's, God, God has a place in everything. The troubling of a water. That first little move, people jumped in. He said, a sign of the hand in the sky. Elijah said, the light cloud, the size of a man's hand, like a vapor. What was it? He, keep, he kept believing. He said, I hear the sound of an abundance of a rain. That cloud become a two clouds. Two clouds become a hill. A hill become a mountain. A mountain become another mountain. The first thing you know, the whole sky was thundering. Rain was falling. What was it? He accept what God has sent. When God sent, he doesn't send a huge thunder, a storm. He sent a little cloud just with the size of a man's hand. God who doesn't send to the rescue or the remedy just in the full view, in the full scale. He always do things just small. But when you look at it, when you look at it, don't just look at it. Now it's time to act upon it. When you saw a little sign of that, and then you should know, Lord, the promise is coming to pass. I heard that the sound of an abundant run. And that's what Elijah did. He accept what God has sent to them. Many times you find out that people said, if you don't send it in the full scale, I'm not going to accept it. You accept it whatever God has sent to you. A little sign, as little as it, you accept it, you receive it. Then the size of a hand of a cloud, and it will become a two hand. It will become a three hand. Then it will become a hill. Then it will become a mountain. Then it will become a two mountain. Then the promise of a God will come to pass. And this morning, if that little thing touched your heart, and they say, I need that. That's that little sign of the size of a hand of a man. Amen. And then he said, look. He said, oh, if the people here. He said, if you haven't received the Holy Ghost this morning. If that first little tinkle would say, that's the truth. You said, I didn't feel that. But do you believe this is the truth? Amen. Do you believe the word of a God is the truth? 
He said, if you believe that that's the truth, that man is telling the word that it's the truth. Do you believe that this is man that a God sent in this age has to tell us that this is the truth? Then he said, hurry as quick as you can. Don't wait. What you're looking at, what you're waiting for, the hour is the later than you think. Get moving towards it as fast as you can. It's not the looking anymore. Stop looking. God already sent it to you. You said, I feel a little tug. That's the sign of a size of a hand of a cloud that God has sent to you. Then why you wait? Then why you linger? Then he said, get moving toward it as fast as you can. Why? When Elijah saw that move, it was an evidence of an answer to prayer. If you feel a little tingling in your heart, said, I need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I need my nature to be changed. I need my life to be changed. I need God living in me so that it won't be up and down anymore, in and out anymore. Don't wait. Your look is over. Now's the time to act upon it and to receive it. Said, I hear the truth. I believe in the truth. Now here I come. You don't have to wait till winter camp to do that. You don't have to wait till summer camp to do that. You don't have to wait till Brother Ron Spencer or Andrew Spencer to lay hands on you so that you can get it right now. It's not how big the size is. When God gave it a little tinkle, Brother Brahma said, even that little tinkle, that shows that God give you a sign. You have a look long enough. You have a look at time after time after time from camp after camp. But now's the time to act upon it to receive that what he has said. Are you parents? Let me say this. Your looking time should be over. It's the time that should you believe. I'm thinking about a game. The parents has been looking. Where is the game? You're sitting right behind there. The parents has been looking, but Roy, Sister Judy, the aunties has been looking, has been praying. But what God did, God to take him, he was in the Toronto, and then something that was moving in him, what moved that? What moved that? Your prayer has moved in him. Your belief has moved in him. By one look, you look, you look, you look. And then you believe the word of what God said. And God sent him back. I don't care if his hair is blue or purple. But God put him in here. And Roy, when you saw that little sign that is coming in there, that one sign become another sign. The one size of a hand become another size of a hand. And from a hill become a mountain. And now he was sitting there as a believer of God. And let me tell you to all the parents, that your children has been wayward. Here's the size of the hand of a cloud that God has ascended before us. If God can do that to one person, He can do that to every one of you. You said, I'm looking. You're looking up. You already saw that. God has put that right in among us. If one prodigal can come back, the second prodigal can come back. The third prodigal can come back. 
You said we've been putting that end on the board for years. Now it doesn't matter. I have a look. You have a look. Now this is the time that we believe. I can appall what we have believed. And then it said, I hear the sound of an abundant rain. Now think about a victor. That your child that was sending to the hospital. And then by believing in God and announced him as a completed heal. And then I saw Dan that it couldn't, that the baby, they said that there's gonna be a wrong. But look at how healthy the little young man that it is. What has it done? God has it done that. And we believe. And when you look at it, I saw one after another. And then the Louise and the Grace. And then when I saw the sister Grace, the brother Mucci's wife. And the brother Tom said, it was a, it was a rice, she was rice up. She was a believing for the child and God had given it to the, what is that? Then I thought, I look, I look, I look. If God can do that to them, God can do that to my daughter. God can give a sign and the size of a hand of a cloud. Then I looked at, then I said, I heard the sound of abundant rain. And then we believe. And I remember Grace who came in up to the front and she lifted out of her hand. And my wife thinking she was asking for her baby. And then she turned around and told my wife, said, Mom, I'm not asking for her baby. She said, I'm giving thanks to the Lord. I'm worshiping the Lord. I'm believing Him. I'm praising Him. Our look is enough. Our look is finished. I heard the sound of abundant rain. You do the same, Ella. You might be moving a little bit. You might be thinking this is awkward. This is not awkward. We look lonely enough. We look, we look, we look. And now we saw a little sign. And from that size of a hand of a cloud, then it'll become a little, probably become a two, become a three, become a hill, become a mountain. I'm gonna see you walk here. And Brother Bill Cody to the same way. If a 93-year-old woman has that fight inside of her and then bring her out of a massive stroke, then the doctor gave out hope and you can walk too. I saw the size of the hand of a cloud. Oh, look, it's over. I heard the sound of abundant rain. If God can save that child, God can save your child too. Have you heard sound of an abundant rain? He said, when should I act upon it? When should I move? A little sign that when you saw, that's the time that you should move. He said, every man who wants the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Who wants the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Don't feel shame. Don't feel shame. No matter how old are you. No matter how young are you. You might be the preacher's kid. doesn't matter. Do you want the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Do you want your nature to be changed? Do you want your whole life to be changed? Do you want to stop this and stop? Stop the in and out that up and down. Do you want to stop just to become a log that is sitting on a chair, coming in and coming out into the church without having an experience, without having a passion and zeal for the Lord? If you wanted the baptism of the Holy Ghost, 
If you feel that little grand feeling, saying that I believe that's the truth. It doesn't take one, two, three, four, five words. I believe that is the truth. Is that your feeling? Is that if there's a surging over you? If that there's a trickling that are falling in you? I believe this is the truth. I believe this is the truth. Look, you haven't looked 10 years. You haven't looked at 15 years. You look since you were born. You're born in the message. Your look is over. If you feel that little grand feeling, saying that, I believe that's the truth. If you take that, that's the evidence of my answer to prayer. You said that I'm just a little hand size of a cloud. I believe that's the answer of my prayer. Raise up your hand and say, God, I receive it now. I receive it now. Something would take place. Something would take place. You said that's too little. That's just the size of a hand. I believe that's the truth, Tony. I believe that's the truth. You need to go down here and to clarify and to declare that I believe that's the truth. When? Now. If the devil says for you, say, now wait a minute. Maybe tonight it might be a little bit better. When the revival starts, might be fair, that might be good. But don't wait till the revival starts. How many wants revival? Not generally, individually. I want a revival. I pray to the Lord in the last little while. It's been a longer time. I said, Lord, I need a revival. I know I'm a believer, but I need a revival. I need a revival in my home. I need a revival in my family. I need a revival in my life. Don't wait till the revival starts. Become a part of the revival right now. Don't wait till it starts. Become the revival when, now, who, you, me, individually. Become the revival right now. Glory to our Bible way. Let me tell you honestly, I feel there's a cold breeze. Start you want to dropping into this church. I feel there's a cold form on us. And the devil says the evil eye started blinking. He tried to come in this congregation. This is the time to call on God. Say, Lord, I want a revival. Don't wait till the revival starts. You are the revival. You think devil will let you alone? You think devil will just let you go? He will do everything he can to stop you. But thank God, there's a pole has lifted up. I'm going to cast that demon out of this place. 
I'm going to cast that demon out of my own life. I want a revival right now in my own self. Become part of the revival now. God wants to start it in you. God wants to start it in the church. The Holy Spirit will take the messenger. Then send forth the message. God will vindicate that message. Great signs and wonder. Refuse to see anything that would make you doubt. Do you believe it? How subtle the demon is. Right in a revival, he want to bring the coldness in. Right in a revival, when God do the great thing, and he tried to bring the cold breeze, try to sweep it through, but he's exposed. I want to tell the devil, here are the revival started right now in each individual. But if you just rely on hope, you hinder faith. Is that a hope in the future? It's right now. Amen. Right at the moment. Now hope looks for something way off. But faith, claim it right now. You can't claim nothing if this is not belongs to you. But because this is belongs to you, you can claim it. Say, so, Lord, that is mine. And not allow that coldness of the devil try to sweep through my life. But faith, claim it right now. Let everybody stand. Faith, claim it right now. But hope says, God says so. And am I expecting to get it someday? Someday. Someday is this day. He said, I'm expecting someday. As long as Satan can put you off to another day. That's as good as he wants. That's right. You will never get it. And let me assure you, you will never get it. If you said it, that's for another day. Revival is for this day. You said, what about my loved one? Your loved one is for this day. You said, what about the happiness that I have? Your happiness will be eliminated in this day. I'm expecting some days. So he said, that's right, you will never get it. Just believe you got it right now. It's your personal property. The revival is your personal property. Lukewarm is what the Satan tried to throw it at you. But a revival is your property. He said, what should I do? Look to the word of a God. Look to the promise of a God. You will never get it. But it's your personal property. You got it. You got it. It's a past tense. You already got it. It's right in you. When Elijah was a follower of Elijah, that he was a follower of him. And Elijah said, if you see me going, he said, you will have what you ask. What he asked for? Double portion. He doesn't ask it's just a different spirit. He asks the same spirit, but with a double portion. 
And then when Elijah go, he throw off the mantle down. And when Elijah pick it up, and he said, where is the God of Elijah? Isn't that what we're crying for? Where is the God of Elijah? And Brother Bram said, where is the God of Elijah? He said, where is the God that was on Jesus Christ? Where is the power of his resurrection? Oh, brother, what is it in your hand? What is in your hand? Why is God right in you? Is he in your heart? It's all over you. The Holy Ghost, do something about it. Don't just look at it. Do something about it. Throw it out there and trust God and say, certainly, God promised it to me and I believe it. The mental has passed along you. The same spirit, but with a double portion, has on the bride of Jesus Christ. All you need to do, fold it up, strike it again. Strike in the river of Jordan. Pass it over. Cross to the river of death. The spiritual death. The spiritual coldness. They try to blow through you. And then the river will be open. And then people will recognize the spirit on Elijah. Now it is on Elisha now. When you let in the same spirit of a God that was a wisdom of prophet to be upon you, the revival will break forth in your own life. Do you believe that? Why don't you just lift up your hand? I don't care what your situation, I don't care what condition that you are in. If you want, you can come to the altar. You doesn't need to come to the altar. All you need to be in your place. So, Lord, let that revival happen on me. Lord, I have a more need than ever. As the coming of the Lord is near. Lord, I need that revival to break forth. The things I cannot get through. Lord, that today be the day. That the things that happen to other people, Lord, happen on me. Don't wait for tomorrow. Is that tomorrow? He said, if you just hold for tomorrow, for the next day, it will never come. This day is the day. I'm going to open up the altar here now. Whoever want to come, dedicate your life. And it's a 2024. You're coming over here, not to the certain man. Not trying to lift it up to the certain man. But you lift up yourself to that man. The man Jesus Christ. Don't you want a revival happen in your life? Don't you want your loved one? Don't you want your wayward children that not just give it a heart, but become a passionate, become a zealous? If you come in up, you pray. You cry out unto God. And you desire it. I desire it. And God has to come in there to meet every need that we have. You want the Holy Ghost? You wanted God Himself dwelling in you. Why don't you just crying out unto Him? Not crying out to disbelieve, but crying out to believe. Crying out to Him, Lord, I believe your word is the truth. You young men, you come into the age, you need to have the responsibility. You come into the age, one day you're going to leave your home. But what about now? 
if you can't let the Lord lead you how are you going to lead your home and you young girls you wish for to have a lovely husband God will prepare for you but how can you submit it to him even you're not even now submit yourself to that your husband the Holy Spirit how are you going to do that you parents we want a revival happen to our home if the revival doesn't happen to our own self how the revival is going to happen in our home what is the revival to push the trash on the bank but apparently said that we give up too quick we give up too quick Elijah stayed there and he prayed and he prayed and he prayed until something happened and when he felt that little trickle come down in his heart he said I heard the song of abundance of rain if a man and woman in here who wants Christ or the Holy Ghost who wants to be healed if they would just stay there and say Lord you promise it you promise it that you feel that little trickle say here it is Lord I accepted it something going to happen you pray to him you called on him oh dear heavenly father lord this is the sacred moment lord lord this is the moment that between death and life this is the moment that between the revival and the completely deadness Lord, this is the separation line. This is the junction of the road, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, for everyone that in this sanctuary or outside this sanctuary on the realm of the internet, it doesn't matter where they are and who they are. Lord, I know Satan is a subtle, he's a cruel beast, Lord. And he tried to creeping it in. And he tried to bring, Lord, to the coldness of the world. And I tried to bring to the things that are in the world. And try to go into one after another after another. But Lord, your word is the answer, Lord. Lord, your word would discern a situation. Your word would discern in every heart. Your word knows who we are and what condition that we are in. Lord, I commit myself into your hand. Lord, forgive all my trespass. Forgive all my sin and all my wrong. Lord, I consecrated my life to you. Oh God, there's nothing that we could bring but Lord, only one thing, we look up unto you. We look to you, the author and the finisher of our faith, Lord. 
Lord, I crying for the greater revival that happened in my own life. Lord, I yearning Lord, to fall out of perfect fellowship. Lord, I'm longing Lord, to fall out of perfect fellowship with you. As you speak, I can hear it. And I speak, Lord, you can hear it too. Lord, I want that communion, Lord. Lord, I believe it is that's the heart of the heart of each one that I, I can see, Lord. Lord, we want that revival. We want that perfect fellowship. We want that communion. Lord, we want that of holiness. Lord, we want that of nothing that it can affect us that are from this world. We want there's nothing that our eyes to be focused on, but only focus on what you have promised to us. Oh God, I pray, Lord, not because of this is another year, but Lord, this is a drawing very near to your coming. Lord, it looks like there are people seemingly they cannot even follow anymore. Some become tired, some become weary. They're fighting a fight for a long time. They're rejecting the evil for a long time. But Lord, I can start to see their hands that started dropping down. I can see their standard that started dropping down. Lord, I can see the little coldness start to creeping in. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, Lord. Let your Holy Ghost deal with us, Lord. Let your Holy Ghost that like a sharp two-edged sword to cut the surplus, Lord. To cut the world in this. Lord, to cut the, the, the devil's scheme, Lord. To cut off all the devil's thoughts. Lord, to cut off all of the negative thoughts. But let God himself become a real to us. Become a near to us, Lord. Oh, Jesus. You can do that, Lord. Lord, there are soldiers here. There are warriors here, Lord. They've been fighting a good battle and for a long time. Lord, it seems like just nothing. It seems like no victory has come in sight. Oh, Lord, I pray, Lord. Let him take another look, Lord. Lord, let him take another look. Lord, I made a look at it to another side. See, there's a Savior nailed right beside them. The rescued is nailed right beside them. The answer was nailed right beside them. May they not lost hope. May they not lost vision. But to believe that everything you ever said will come to pass. We don't take tomorrow. We don't take another day. We don't take another day. We take it this day. Lord, this day. It's the day that you have answered our prayer and then that it's finished, Lord. Lord, we're not searching or looking anymore. Lord, this is the day we acted upon that what we saw, that little trickle, that grim feeling that is in our heart, that we can feel that you are moving. Lord, though it's small as the size of the hands of that cloud, but Lord, you have ascended. If you ever send it, and that's what we're going to receive it. And Lord, we have heard that the sound of that abundant rain. We give you all the praise. We give you all the thanks.
Oh God, if there's any person that hasn't known you in the way that is supposed to know you, in the way that you want them to know you, Lord, I pray you, would you deal with their hearts, Lord? Lord, and may they never forget this moment. Lord, and may they go back and search and look and look it into the word again and know that the Lord, you're not a liar. You will keep every promise that you have given to us. You have vindicated our promise to be the truth. And Lord, you will fulfill that. And then we can look upon it and know that our God, that he is not like a man and he will make his word come to pass. We thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. You are worthy for all the praise. Oh, we give you all the thanks. Commit as a whole congregation into your hand. Lord, would you lead them, Lord? Lead them, Lord. Lead them to the tree of life, Lord. Let them be away, look away from this tree of knowledge. What is the world to try to offer? But Lord, lead them to the tree of life that has an abundance of a life to give it to them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Of Jesus is famous. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. There is power in the name. you another quote here faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen but actually you have saw a size of the hand of the cloud that are coming into your heart and then he said is that right Listen very carefully. Faith acts now. Hope acts for the future. But faith acts right now. That's what you have just done. Faith to the word, then you act upon it. He said it's positive. He said I tell you, sickness and everything else, when faith steps in, it's just like a snowball on a hot stove it just melts away he said how long how long take a snowball to melt on a hot stove right away depends on what your face is on if your face is on the word of God and all the coldness is melted away he said then what should I do but Abraham said he said we give up too quick Give up, it is not. Let me read it. We gave up too quick. 
Elijah stayed there and he prayed. And he prayed and he prayed until something happened. He said, and when he felt a little trickle come down in his heart, he said, I heard the sound of abundant rain. And then he said, if man and woman here who wants Christ or the Holy Ghost, he said, who wants to be healed if they could just stay there it doesn't matter you stay here or stay there you stay where God has said he has promised you you stay right there Lord you have said so I believe it that settled it I didn't say the result it doesn't matter I stay there stay what he said you look into that you believe it he said Lord you promised you promised then you feel that little trickle then you say here it is Lord I accepted it a little sign that you have you accepted it no matter how small it is if I don't accept it as a sign then my daddy in one of the meeting raised up his hand and right away the devil said to me he raised up his hand because everybody else raised up his hand and said the devil I'm rebuking you. He raised up his hand because God has dealt with him. He raised up his hand. That's a little sign of the hand of a cloud that God let me see. If I don't believe that, my dad right now in an all-timer, he cannot even remember what I'm going to do. But I'm hinging myself on that little sign that the Lord gave it to me and I believe for him. And God is faithful. And you do the same. My mom doesn't take the little sign that the Lord had given it to her. And she was crying and crying and crying. She said to the Lord, she said, Lord, what am I going to do? My husband is lost his conscience. He doesn't know what to do. And now he's in the hospital. And my mom said, Lord, you never fail me. You never fail me once. And you're not going to fail me this time. And my mom said she kneeled down before the Lord. And she said, Lord, I can't take my burden away. I cannot even snap out of this. She was crying and crying. But she said, Lord, you're faithful. Would you take that heavy burden out of me? And you know what? A few days later, she said, I don't know how. I don't know one. She said, all the burden lifted up from me. She said, I don't even think about your dad anymore. She said, I'm smiling, laughing, I'm praising God every day. I'm so thankful to the Lord. You do the same. A little sign like that as a hand of a little cloud. And I hear that abundance of rain. If I don't take it, my brother said, Mom, that's a prayer. If I don't take that as a little sign of the hand of a cloud, I wouldn't be standing here. But God is a faithful. He said, what should I do after this? Let me give you a secret. That's what a brother Branham's a secret. He said, that's the same way about the people who want to get healed. You want to get healed. Spiritually and physically. Some of maybe in your family relationship need to get healed 
if they can just have a one little visible evidence, who wants to have a little visible evidence? Can you lift up your hand? I'm not asking you something that's a super. Do you know that is the little visible evidence that God gave it to you? Even you want that. That shows that there is a one, there's a God who wants to give it to you. And you reject all the gravity law. You lift up your hand. Say, Lord, I want that. I'll tell you what you do next. Is that if, you, if they can just have a one little visible evidence, like Elijah, when he said, Gehazi said, I see a cloud about the size of a man's hand. How many can see, Lord, I, you have raised it up, the sign of a man's hand that is my hand. You have let me raise this up. And Elijah said, I heard. I heard a sound of abundance of rain. He saw the evidence. That's why many times, Brother Branham said, I tell the people, go on. Start praise the Lord. Start praise the Lord. You said, what fancy word do I need? You don't need a fancy word. You don't need to learn a Psalm 33 or Psalm 138. Just said, I praise you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. With your own word, with your own language, even. Even you don't know how to praise him, just says, Thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Start to go out and start praising the Lord. Get rid of your coldness. Get rid of your bitterness. Get rid of your misunderstanding. Get rid of all things. Just start praising them. Go on. Start praising the Lord. He said it because that is the adopt baby. He said, I don't have the real one yet. You adopt this baby. Lord, my baby hasn't come home yet. I'm adopting this baby. My loved one hasn't come home yet. I adopt this baby. Lord, it seems like the revival hasn't happened. I'll adopt this baby. Lord, I praise you. I thank you. I thank you for the sound of abundance that rain. What's the virtue to be a sad? What is the virtue to be silent? What there is a virtue to without giving him a praise? Nothing. But virtue, what is the virtue? That way you start to go along, start praising the Lord, start to thanking Him. He will bring Him down. He will bring Him to promise, come to pass. That's exactly the truth. When you start to thanking Him, when you start praising Him, every one of us. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I sent your children back home, Lord. Not only just to their home that on this earth, but our Lord, I send them to the heavenly places. Let them know exactly the position they're in Christ. They're not some mediocre believer. Lord, they're not something that's treaded down by the Satan. 
and to deprive it of the privilege to be the son and daughter of a God, to claim every promise, to possess every property, every inheritance that you have ordained for them to possess in this hour. Lord, I send them home with a praise and with a thanksgiving. Let know that God has answered our prayer. That God has sent down the size of the hands, men's hands of the cloud, and to each one of us. Lord, it is up to us to receive it. And then go on, as the prophet said, to give you praise, to thank you. Devil cannot stay beside the man that's ahead full of a praise. Devil cannot stay around to the man that gives thanks to God. Let make him hate. Let make him jealous. But Lord, that's exactly what we want to do. Because as I would, Satan know that he has been defeated. He has been deprived with every freedom to move, with every ability to do damage to your children. Lord, he is a defeated being. Lord, we thank you. Our victory is in you, not in us. The Lord is in you. But because you are in us, thus we are the victorious one. We give you thanks. And then bring your children home, Lord. May they fill it with the thanksgiving. May they fill it with the praise. Lord, we're looking forward for you to freshly anoint in us, fill us with your Holy Ghost. Lord, so that we can walk happily and rejoyfully on this last little lap of a journey on earth until we see you face to face. We thank you, Lord. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's say I'm amazed how you love me. Oh, I'm amazed love me. Hallelujah. I'm amazed Set my spirit free. 
for God if you need to go just quietly leave and bring this atmosphere to your home and remember you can never live beyond or over or past their confession do you want a revival you have it it's right in you you want a God to deal with you it's right in you you want your loved one to give their heart to the Lord be passionate about God it's right in you you said it's not in them it's in you they didn't recognize it but you recognize it and that is started from you and you believe it and you give thanks to God and you praise him never that that negative thought go over you you said I'm tired fight for it God gave you the strength you look up to it it's a promise whatever he has to promise you and you claim it every one of us belongs to you do you believe that until we meet again I believe God will send it the fresh air that are right among us in each one of us and I'm looking forward for the tomorrow's prayer meeting I believe and then on the Wednesday and then from I want to see the different atmosphere I, I know don't think I'm trying to rebuke you my brothers and my sisters this has been heavy in my heart for for quite a while I said Lord I want to have a revival and I feel that the devil is trying to come in even into my own life and I know he's tried to come in into a lot of people's life I try to bring to the cold I try to bring to the just lukewarm and try to let the world just try to start to sweeping in he's failed God's children they always want God living inside of them that's what my heart wants I know that's what your heart wants let us bring this atmosphere to the new level that a heavenly place that every one of us realizes who we are and what God called us for we're living on this earth only but for a, for a little while very soon the one that we've been looking for the one that I feel in my heart I'm going to see him face to face and that's what we're living on this earth for just for that one moment everything that on this earth what we're going through will be worth it God bless you I love you all Let's shake hands with each other until we meet again. May the Lord go with you. Prayer meeting. It's a family prayer meeting. Tomorrow will be the family prayer meeting. So start at 7.30. And we're looking forward to God to meet you. And we'll meet you tomorrow.